0: Hello, this is Kenya Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Water. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Governing Authorities, Kingdom and Earth. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode four of six. Okay, so let's go back to honoring the king. Peter is talking about kings as well as governors, presidents, mayors, councilmen, assemblymen, senators. Secretary of the State, Prince and Princesses. He is talking about the ministers put in place by God. No, not ministers, but that they minister the will of God for our benefit. You don't like the President? Well, let's see what Paul's disciple Timothy has to say about it. First Timothy 2, 1-4 Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. You do not want to be the one who doesn't understand the need to honor authority. Back to Peter. Now look at what he says about those who despise authority. 2 Peter 2, 9-10 Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the Day of Judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh, in the lust of uncleanness, and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Can you imagine that? Think about how many people speak bad about the elected officials. I know, we're trained by the news media to do so. But that's not how God does things. Look at what Jude states in regard to the proper order of things, even when it has to do with the supernatural world of which we are all a part of. Jude 9. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Is he respecting the devil? Well, let's look at kingdom respect and authority and see how it's handled. One does not preclude the other from being relevant and applicable. Revelation 12, 7, 9 And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him, respectfully whooped. So now that we have in part covered authority, its definition, its application both in heaven and on earth, let's look at the S's and see how we receive authority and apply the authority given us by Jesus. You should know that with authority comes power. Now you can see why it is so coveted. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, 1 Peter 2:5 5 and 9. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Does authority come with our position to God? In God? Yes. Let's look at my choice of a powerful scriptural trifecta. Luke 10, 18, 20 And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Authority given to us by Jesus, in Jesus, manifested through the Holy Spirit, who is the authority of Jesus. Now you see another word that is synonymous with authority? Power, power, power. Too often it becomes the only reason why some want to be in a position of authority. Mark 16, 5, 18 And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, does our operating in the authority of Jesus give us power over demons? earthly toxicity, and sickness and disease? Yes, they have the power to destroy, but Jesus has the power over the power to bring life. And now we see why being an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven comes with such care and responsibility. For some it's money, and for others it is a power. We don't avoid either, but behave wisely with their presence in our lives. Matthew 28, 20 And Jesus came back and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Not all authority is flashy. In this command we are to spend some time now making military replacements. By all accounts, if we were just to follow God's principles outlined in His Word, we should be but the largest force in heaven and on earth. But the battle is real, and many get taken out. We lose peeps too early before they can finish their race. But so we, who remain until the end of the race, should have no excuse for not having our own replacement in position, let alone a thousand. So now we get to what happens when we abuse authority, or try and operate in a position not given to us by God. Now we know the motive, which is power and our money. These next few stories show that pride can blind us to the power of authoritative structure that God alone put in place, and that the price is highly paid when that structure is breached. We start out in the book of Numbers, whereby there are at least two accounts of a spiritual breach of authority. Again, if you are despising authority, those in authority, either spiritually or naturally, it will not go unnoticed by God. I will include both stories in their totality as outlined in Numbers. Cora has chatted about another books in the Bible, and you can reference them at your own leisure to see and learn from his example. I will not break these two stories down line by line, like I did Romans above, because it would require volumes, and we don't have enough gas for the journey. Besides, gas right now is expensive. Numbers 12: 1-16. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous as white as snow. Then Aaron turned towards Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly and in which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O Lord, I pray. Then the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterwards she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp seven days, and the people did not journey until Miriam was brought in again. And afterward, the people moved from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through in the people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.